your boy DM3, and you're listening to Pandemonium with Mike Lindsley on the Buffalo Bills, exclusively on the Built to Buffalo Podcast Network. Oh yeah, let's go and talk some Buffalo Bills football. I'm Mike Lindsley. So excited to be a part of the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Thanks to the entire crew for welcoming me in and making me feel uh, like a teammate right from day one. Make sure you follow Built in Buffalo all over the major platforms, social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, you name it. Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Hey, it's time to talk some Bills football and some 26 shirts with our good buddy, the co-founder of Bills Mafia. He's one of the best people you'll ever meet uh, and is just doing a great, great job with 26 shirts, Buffalo, raising tons of money for charity. You can get him on uh, Twitter at Del Reed. That's at D-E-L-R-E-I-D. Just hit the 47,000 follower mark. So congratulations to Dell. He's making a difference each and every day. Dell Reed, Mr. Buffalo Bills super fan, buddy. How are you? I'm great, Mike. How have you been? I'm good. Uh, obviously, a lot of a lot of things going on in Buffalo Bills land. You're you're one of the biggest Bills fans uh, I know for sure. And I wanted to kind of bring you on to to get a feel of of how you feel about the team. You know now um, versus that you know the, that that devastating loss in Kansas City, the 13 seconds and all that. Um, take me through kind of your emotions from that loss at, in that moment to dealing with it after and then now where we are with, you know, Brian Dable gone, Ken Dorsey replaces him, you know, they go get Joe Brady. Um, what, just give me your feeling through that timeline, Del. Uh, yeah, I'll do my best to, to walk you through it. Uh, obviously, you know, that game was a gut punch uh, on Sunday night when the, when the Bills lost to the Chiefs. Uh, I can really describe it. I haven't even to this day so far now, a few weeks later, I still haven't been able to watch uh, any highlights. A couple have crossed my Twitter, you know, my Twitter feed here and there, and I've accidentally watched some or I've seen screenshots of some cover one and, you know, other all 22 things. But um, it's, it's tough. It's been a, it's a tough pill to swallow um, following that loss. And uh, my daughter described it as it felt like breaking up with someone. <laughs> and uh, I think that she's, she's, she's not wrong. <laughs> It was it was tough, you know. We're, we suddenly everything was going great, and now we're suddenly broken up with the Bills for the next several months until training camp. Um, but yeah, so that was that was tough uh, to 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 go through, just like every other Bills fan. Uh, that, you know, thought we had it uh, locked up. It was kind of like a microcosm of the entire season, up and down, up and down. Um, but you know, things you know, life goes on, and you know. Uh, we have news that we're processing now with Brian Dable going to the Giants and Ken Dorsey as the OC and uh, Joe Brady as uh, the uh, quarterbacks coach. That and uh, my uh, my cousins in Atlanta, big SEC guys, are so excited about this Brady hire. Uh, you know, he did such great work with yeah with uh, <coughs> at LSU yep. with Joe Burrow. They're they're you know they're they're head over heels over it. So. Um, don't, I don't watch a ton of college football myself, uh, but I'm going to, I'll, I'm going to lean into their enthusiasm. So I'm sure they're happy for a reason. With, with Josh Allen, I, I think we all knew that he was kind of growing into this superstar, but then in the playoffs this past season, he, he, he took a, another level even. I mean, he was 
nearly perfect against New England in the blowout. And then he was spectacular against Kansas City uh, and really deserved to, to, to play in that AFC Championship game with the right to go to the Super Bowl. Um, do you think Josh Allen can actually get better? Um, I, better than perfect? <laughs> I mean, sure. I'm well, specific sure. game-wise, for sure. I mean, that was like, I mean, that was an anomaly. But just yeah. just his overall, you know, the body of work and, you know, the intangible part. And, yeah, I, I mean, he, he did throw a little bit more on the interception side this year compared to last. But just on the surface, the sustainability, the the overall body of work season to season kind of is what I'm getting at. I, I mean, I, how can you say no? when every season since being drafted, he has basically improved upon the season prior. Yeah. So how can you, how can you say, how bold is it to say, no, I think it's going to change when there's no, there's no proof in the past have ever, <laughs> to ever seen that happen. I mean, by the, by the time, you know, he's a 10 year vet, this at the rate he's progressing, he's going to be like Neo in the matrix. Like you can just think and things are going to happen. Um, but yeah, no, I'm so excited uh, about Josh Allen and his, you know, his career. And yeah. Okay. Joe Burrow made it to, uh, the Super Bowl in his second season. And, you know, Josh has yet to do that. It's a team game. I've seen a lot of people tweet about that. Uh, it's a team game. There's a lot of different factors and Josh doesn't play defense, but, um, I, I I'm, I'm so happy with this career that he's putting together as a Bills fan. It's so great to watch it play out. And this is definitely a long-term thing that we have on our, <laughs> excuse me, we have on our hands here. Not that Joe Burrow isn't um, a long-term thing either, but um, I, I just really like Josh's chances to continue to progress and um, lead this team to at least one Super Bowl championship during his time uh, as a Bill. What would you like to see them do in the off season? You know, from a draft standpoint, free agents that are available to hit the market from Gosh, Jerry Hughes, Mario Addison, Harrison Phillips, Levi Wallace. I mean, there, you know, Isaiah McKenzie. There, there's just a lot going on. That's life in the NFL. I understand, but uh, what what would you like to see them do? Uh, is there anybody you definitely want them to bring back? Do you want them to go in a certain area for the draft? What would you like to see, Doe? Well, there's that's a good question. I don't have the list of all the pending free agents in front of me. Uh, and I'll be honest, I haven't studied that too much. But I think I think Harrison Phillips. Yep. Um, I'd love to see them. I'm. I, you know, you don't want to. I don't know the man that well at all. <laughs> you know, and I don't know Brandon Bean that well at all. But I have to think that there's mutual interest there when you look at how he was able to come back from injury. So um, if I, I would predict that Harrison Phillips would be back. I hope Jerry Hughes is back. If he's going to continue playing in the, in the NFL, you know, with, you know his the length of his, his career at this point, if he wants to continue playing, I hope it's as a bill. I'd love for him to get a championship as a bill. <laughs> um, yeah. And then as for... You know, the rest of the players, I'd have to look at the list. But in terms of offseason additions, I really think that, um, you know, you, you, a cornerback is something that they need to address. So it's not like, what do I think they should do? It's more like what I think they will do. Yeah. Because I'm, I i don't have the level of expertise. And a few people do that aren't in the league, <laughs> to be honest with you, um, have the expertise to really um, determine what needs to be done. But um, I have to think that corner is going to be a part of it. And, I'm not saying don't bring back Levi Wallace if that comes off that way. I didn't mean to not mention him. I'd like to see him come back his experience. But I do think that they're going to pursue corner early in the draft or in free agency. Trey White, I mean, that 
you know, suffering that injury on Thanksgiving, that's kind of late in the season to suffer an ACL yep. and be ready to go yep. week one um, the following year. So I think that's something that's going to be uh, uh, an area of, uh, of concern for the Bills. Um, Levi Wallace and, and Dane Jackson, <laughs> they did a, a pretty good job filling in uh, for Trey White while he was gone. But I think that they're going to want to bring in some more uh, top-level talent there. Um, like I said, whether it's a draft or a corner and then, uh, Emmanuel Sanders is, uh, I don't, I mean, I didn't come back or not. I don't know. I know he had a one-year contract, but I really hoped that they give Gabe Davis a larger role in the offense next year. I don't know how that directly ties into your question there. It's like what I want to see them add, but I really think that, um, decisions that are, are made for the offense. I really hope they, they keep in mind that, uh, Gabriel Davis is worthy of that number two receiver, you know, um, placed on the offense. Del Reed with us here. A couple more questions for the uh, 26 shirts uh, owner and, of course, a co-founder of Bill's Mafia at Del Reed on Twitter. Uh, now 47,000 subscribers, man. It, it's no it's no secret why people go to you and follow you with all the great work that you do with 26 shirts. Let's get into just kind of a couple of things in regards to that, uh, Dell, to close, uh, what about some of the the, the latest uh, news and notes on the company? I know you guys have your location still rocking and rolling, right? That, that literally just debuted some months back. Um, kind of get into the state of the union on Twenty Six Shirts Buffalo, and and also any of the new designs that, that are available for people to go out and buy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks for that opportunity to plug it. Uh, yeah, we have a, a few different designs. <coughs> excuse me, available right now. Yeah. Property of the Mafia, which uh, supports the Padazinski family. Uh, you can go on to our site and read about them there. And then it snows here sometimes. <laughs> it's just a general buffalo design that helps uh, a little boy named Luke. So um, it's uh, you know it's a you know it's an interesting time now as we go into the off season. We have to be a little creative. We have to come up with some ideas. But our mission never stops uh, in terms of supporting families twelve months out of the year. Um, as for what we have going on, you know, like you mentioned, we have the retail showroom that we opened last May. Uh, we premiered our, uh, the, we call it our airport outpost at the Buffalo Airport Hotel, just a little down the street from the Buffalo Airport. And uh, we have basically run their gift shop over there. So you can, that's open 24 7, 365. So you can mm-hmm. pop in that lobby anytime and grab some stuff. A lot of our Hall of Fame designs, a lot of our mafia stuff, some charge gear in there. Um, and so who knows what the future holds, you know, our, as, a, as a company, we continue to, to, to grow and we've had some cool opportunities this year so far with the hockey season. We've actually collaborated with the Buffalo Sabres on uh, a few different designs so far in this year. We've, you know, we have plans to do a couple more before the hockey season is over. So that's fun. Um, yeah, it's, it's always, we're, you know, we're always kind of rolling with the punches and, and coming up with new ideas best we can. And, I wish we had this uh, <laughs> this call next week because tomorrow we have our off-season uh, agenda meeting, <laughs> and uh, all you know, seven or eight of us are going to be in the room, uh, or I guess on Zoom because of the weather we have now here in, in Buffalo. But we're going to be on a Zoom call going through all our plans, you know, for the upcoming months. How soon do you guys um, develop a, a shirt on average in terms of? You know, one gets done, and, and obviously it's always about the next, always about the next, always about the next. Mm-hmm. You, you you get done with one, and then you have to 
get the ideas going for the next one. Are there ideas that were already in place before the last shirt, you know, before you get to the next one? How how soon, how quick is that transition in terms of, oh, here it is, that's the idea, that's our next shirt, you know, going from one to the next to the next? Yeah, good question. So we have some designs that, you know, are in our queue waiting for, you know, their time to come up. And we have some that are just kind of hanging out, waiting for the possible right opportunity to, to launch. You know, I have, a, I have one design that, you know, I've been sitting on for well over a year. I'm just waiting for the wow. right time to, to launch it. So they're in the um, hopper, in other words, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we have stuff that's, you know, but we don't just like, we won't just rush something out. We, I want to wait for the right time. I want like, just because the design I think is amazing and I want to wear it right now. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I really want to maximize the opportunity when we launch it. So uh, Mike Biondo, if you're listening, we're going to get to that one design. I promise. Just got to wait for the right opportunity, <laughs> but, um, but no. So yeah, it, it, we have stuff that's in the hopper. And then also, you know, we just designed stuff last second too. Like we, we're just now finalizing the shirt. We'll be launching on Monday, which we basically, you know, thought up yesterday. So, um, it's, we're always, I mean, this is all we do, right? We just do t-shirts. So, um, we're always trying to come up with different ideas and we work with a lot of freelancers as well too, here in the, you know, Western New York, I guess worldwide, uh, area. Cause it's just, it's all internet. Right. So, um, a lot of times they'll just drop ideas like directly into our, our inbox. And that's the best thing ever is when you fire up your email and there's a, there's a message waiting for you in there, and it's a design that's done and ready to go. Yeah, no doubt. F- final thing for you, I, I, you're, you're Mr. Positivity all the time. I mean, you find, I mean, when the Bills lose it, it, it the way they did against Kansas City, I'm always waiting for the Dell Reed tweet because I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I'm a mess. I'm devastated. This team blew it. This sucks. Their window was open. They would have hosted the championship game. 13 seconds, what are you doing? Why did you give Hill and Kelsey so much cushion on back-to-back plays, or I guess Kelsey Hill? Um, you know, the OT rule is what it is, but don't get it, let it get there. So I'm always down in the dumps, down in the dumps when a devastating loss happens. And I go to Twitter, and there's Del Reed with, you know, just I'm so happy to be a member of Bill's Mafia. I love you all. We're going to get this done, and I'm paraphrasing. And when we yeah. do win the championship, it's going to be it's going to feel that much sweeter. When do you think that championship is? Is it within two yeah, years? Four years? <laughs> no you just do that I to... I wish it was next week. Okay. I wish it was next week, but no. Dude, it's, you, you talk about the window. Listen, the Bills are always going to have a window as long as they have Josh Allen, a quarterback. That window never closes. And yeah, quarterback salaries get more expensive as their careers go on for these franchise guys. Um, but it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. Like As long as we have Josh Allen... We're gonna get it. We're gonna get a super, We're gonna get a trophy. By the time that that man retires and then waits his five years <laughs> to go to the Hall of Fame, uh, by the time that happens, he's gonna have at least one ring. I, I I have full faith in that. And like I said after the game, like and a lot of that those tweets are therapy for myself. <laughs> like don't, take, make no mistake, dude. I was upset after that yeah. game, but I try to step outside of myself sometimes and take sure. a look at things and, and and really think on like okay. This sucks, but it, this isn't, you know, um, our one shot. This isn't, you know, making the playoffs in 2017 after a 17-year drought, knowing it, this is all kind of fluky, but we're in here, um, and, you know, and just we have to maximize it. We have to or just enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like, this is 
this is a long-term thing that Bills fans now find themselves in the middle of. And I get it. I'm not used to it. We're not used to it. <laughs> it's been 30 years almost since, like, the, the glory years of the franchise. We're not used to being in the middle of long-term things. We're in a long-term thing now. So I'm not going to just live and die season by season. I'm going to allow this entire, dare I say, process to play out. And it's going to happen. And it's a tough game, man. The, the ball is shaped funny. It bounces weird directions. All kinds of things can happen. Coaches make mistakes. Players make mistakes. That stuff happens. I truly believe, though, that Josh Allen and and you know Brandon Bean and and, um, and Sean McDermott, like they are good enough to team up to win at least one Super Bowl in the next decade for sure. Hopefully, they win nine or ten in the next decade. But I I truly believe that there's going to be a trophy in that case by the time. The three of them have left one Bills drive. Oh, man, I just want one. Del Reed on Twitter, at Del Reed, the co-founder of Bills Mafia. 26 shirts, Buffalo. Make sure you definitely go and support uh, all those great causes with amazing, amazing shirt designs in so many different colors, long sleeve, short sleeve, you name it, 26 shirts, Buffalo, all over social media as well. Del, you're the best. Thank you, bud. Hey, thanks for the invite. I appreciate it. I'll come on anytime. Okay, I want to kind of now get into two big-time things that happened for the Buffalo Bills uh, in recent days here. Uh, the first of which is Ken Dorsey was promoted to offensive coordinator um, to replace Brian Dable. And and this is, without a doubt, the, the only, not the only move, but for sure was the number one move for the Buffalo Bills um, you know, to make because the flat out reality of the situation is ask number 17, what he wants. You ask him what he wants. He said he wanted Ken Dorsey, give him what he wants. Um, he has noted he being Josh Allen many, many times about how, you know, his career changed when Dorsey came to Buffalo, the way he sees things through his football lens, winning his quarterback in college football history with the U uh, just so many different things that he brings, you know, the positivity, the unbelievable energy and intensity, all those things that take place, that's what Ken Dorsey brings to the table, and that's why the Bills promoted him. And on top of that, obviously a huge reason was because Josh Allen endorsed him uh, in a lot of the, the postseason, um, you know, uh, press conferences and, and media opportunities and availability, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Allen just kept waxing poetic over and over and over again uh, about Ken Dorsey. And he's a guy, you know, I, I hope Dable doesn't leave, but man, if he does, I, I know the guy. And he, he just kept over and over. I mean, he's such, he's so in tune with Dorsey. They become super close. And he had that relationship with Brian Dable too. I mean, you think about, you know, Josh Allen losing his grandmother. Brian Dable was there for him. Brian Dable loses both of his grandparents. Basically the, the two folks who raised him, he, he had kind of a rough childhood in terms of uh, you know, guidance from parents and all the rest. So the grandparents, uh, he lost them uh, this past season. So that's a brutal thing to go through. Uh, so they were close. They became very, very close. And they, um, you know, will probably be close, you know, for a long time because Dable and Allen were together for, you know, a, a long time. I mean, for, for Josh Allen's entire tenure, he's had stability, which really, really does help. Um, and frankly, that stability doesn't really change much with Ken Dorsey. You're basically inserting a guy who was underneath Brian Dable, who was on the offense, on the quarterback, on the play calling, on everything, on the schemes, 
and it's just a natural transition. The inner walls just promote the guy who you've got. Um, I think he's going to do great. And I also think that he's going to have a lot more freedom in the offense for a couple of reasons. One, uh, I don't think Dorsey is as con- conservative as Brian Dable at times. Now, I don't know because I'm not in the inner walls in terms of you know, team sources and all that kind of stuff. Um, but you get the idea, you get the sense, and, and from some people I've talked to who cover the team, you get the sense that sometimes McDermott, you know, really likes to uh, put a clamp down on on the offense and the passing and all that. And we saw that happen this year uh, when he tried to force the run down Dable's throat uh, and Devin Singletary hadn't yet become Devin Singletary in, 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 in the best 21, uh, 2021 form that we uh, ended up seeing. The offensive line was a wreck. It was still injured. They weren't together. They were not a cohesive unit. And yet it kept, well, we got to run the ball. We got to ground and pound. We got to this and that. And it's like, dude, that's not your DNA right now. And you don't have the personnel for that, right? So I don't know how much of it was McDermott. If if Dable, you know, was responsible for some of it, I, I don't I don't know. Uh, I know that Dable in a lot of spots, though, where he's just had total freedom of the offense and there's no McDermott influence, you know, we see a lot of those, uh, you know, let's go uh, first and 10, run the football. Uh, let's say you're up 10, you know, run the football and then uh, run it again. And now it's third and eight. Uh, the Bills should never run the ball two times uh, in a row starting a drive unless Josh Allen goes back and, you know, takes advantage of a busted play or if it's a designed run with the wall in front of him from the offensive line and he's gotten better, obviously, at, you know, taking less hits and getting out of bounds and, and throwing the ball away and all those sorts of things. But I don't really think the Bills should be throwing two times uh, or running two times in a row ever to start a drive. Uh, if you get eight or nine on first down and you run it on second and third, that's a different game, right? That's a different game plan. But... Um, this team's too talented. There's too many guys on the offense who can get down the field. And then when the offensive line started to get together, right, when it started to get together and healthy and the chemistry was building and you had Deion Dawkins and Ryan Bates, and Mitch Morse was great all year at center, Darrell Williams was coming around at right guard, Spencer Brown stayed, staying put at right tackle, that group, and again, that's without John Feliciano, who going into this year, I think everybody thought that he was going to be a major contributor and then obviously things happened, injury and corona and all that sort of thing. Um, and, you know, and the Bills wanted to bring the band back together. You know, they wanted to bring back all these guys. And this is where we are right now. Um, and this offensive line, I thought, with all the challenges, the beginning of the year, middle of the year, between injuries, corona, uh, all the nonsense, guys getting moved in different spots, I thought they hung in there and did just fine. And then they were one of the best offensive lines in the NFL at the end of the season, you know, the last four, five, six games when you take regular season and postseason, and really that's how you want to be, right? You want to finish strong. So I think Ken Dorsey is going to be terrific for the Bills. Uh, It was a no-brainer to do this. You know, if the Bills didn't promote Dorsey, it probably would have been because uh, they either didn't offer him the job or he wanted to get out of there and go just find something new. Um He's not in a spot yet to get a head coaching position. This will certainly help him um, moving forward uh, because he is an offensive mind for sure. Um, But I think that, you know, 
if he had been plucked by Brian Dable or he had just decided, I just want to move on from Buffalo, different, you know, different scene, um, you know, maybe the Bills would have gone towards a Matt Nagy. Uh, maybe they would have tried to get like a Doug Peterson, like a, a recycled head coach who didn't have ultimate success in the NFL, uh, but could be a really good assistant uh, when, you know, really controlling one thing, you know, not, not the CEO version uh, head coach job type of a thing. Uh, I'm talking about just concentrating on this one unit. Now, yeah, you, you visit with everybody else. You see the defense because you're playing against them in practice, all that. That's all fine and dandy. But in real game situations, in real week, day-to-day, everything, right? Round the clock in the NFL, there's so many layers to this thing. It is easier to be a coordinator than a head coach. I mean, the head coach has got to deal with all the CEO stuff, extra media stuff. He's got to have a hand in every single football cookie jar from offense to defense to special teams, etc. cetera. Uh, he's got to have a major hand in the draft. Um, there's just so much that goes in to being the head coach uh, of an NFL team, and that's I'm very interested to see how Brian Dable is going to do that, uh, do that job in New York with the Giants. Frankly, Brian Dable is obviously a really, really nice guy. He's worked hard to get here. He's been under the tutelage of Saban and Belichick, uh, he's been all over the place. Uh, he's he's grown Josh Allen. He's been one of part of one of the best offenses in football in, in Western New York. But I'm very interested to see how he handles the CEO gig with all of that responsibility for the New York Football Giants. So I think Ken Dorsey overall again no brainer. You get him right in there, and you know what? It might be encouraging for Josh Allen not just to have a little bit a little bit less conservative play calling. And, and, and wide open uh, uh, decision making and all the rest, but a new voice, just a, a little bit of a new voice, right? Because for as, as much as we want sustainability, for as much as we want continuity in this league, right? Like you don't want to have a quarterback with four different offensive coordinators in, in three, four years. With that being said, eventually things get kind of old. They get stale. Uh, people bicker with one another. That's why what's ama- it's just amazing that the Patriots were able to do what they did for, for as long as they did with the three monster egos and Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick, and Tom Brady. I mean, it, it's, you know, we're never going to see it again. The thing with the Bills is maybe with Dable, and I think there probably was some friction with Dable and McDermott uh, in the end. I, I, I think that there maybe was a little bit there. I think Brian Dable also just had a tough year, too. I mean, you know, losing his grandparents and all that sort of thing. Um, but... I think sometimes, you know, maybe Dable and Allen, I know they didn't go to a Super Bowl. I know they didn't win a Super Bowl together, but maybe that relationship has reached the ceiling. We w- we don't know, but maybe it has, right? Th- that does happen in the NFL. That is absolutely positively uh, possible. And now you have Ken Dorsey, who Allen knows, but he's going to be able to implement his offensive ideas as OC. And I love it. I just love it. And I think Allen, you know, look, he's Dorsey's biggest supporter. He wanted him, and they can keep that chemistry going. But yet, while doing so, Ken Dorsey can throw some new ideas to him in his new role. Because a new role does present new ideas. Make no mistake about it. Uh, Meanwhile, Joe Brady... Hired, incredible, incredible move for the Buffalo Bills here. His background, he went to William and Mary, so there's that connection again, Sean McDermott and all that. Um, he's obviously 32, so he's younger uh, than McDermott by 
um, you know, about a decade plus or so. Um, 15 years, is that the, is that the difference? I, Sean McDermott's 47, is that what, what, so 15 years? I think he's 40, yeah, he's 47 years old. But they both went to William & Mary, um, you know, and Brady coached at William & Mary as a linebacker's coach, Penn State grad assistant, went to the Saints, worked for Sean Payton and Drew Brees, uh, went to LSU 2019, passing game coordinator and wide receivers coach. And frankly, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but he's the only assistant coach in college football history to win the Broyles Award and not be a coordinator, either defensive or offensive. So that's a pretty monumental thing as well. Single season records across the board. Unbelievable offense. What a juggernaut. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. Unreal offense. Um, you know, and then Carolina 2020-2021 as the OC gets fired because Matt Rule wants to run the ball more. And now he's a quarterback's coach with the Buffalo Bills. And he's basically going to, um, I think, be great for the Bills. He's going to in- insert probably a lot of offensive strategy um, that, you know, he learned um, in, in, in many, many spots. Uh, he's seen it all. He's worked with Hall of Famers. Um, he's worked at the collegiate level, at, at, the, at the highest level, the SEC. Um, one of the guys in the Super Bowl right now at quarterback was the guy he, you know, he worked with uh, in a lot of his play calling and influence, not play calling, so to speak, because he, was, he wasn't the OC, but he had, he had a hand in a lot of the play calling, at least with suggesting things um, and, and drawing up some schemes. And um, I, I just think really was, um, you know, it's just a great hire. Um, and he, he had, what I was trying to get at with LSU was being a passing game coordinator. He's not quite the OC, but he's implementing and coordinating different things and different thoughts and ideas uh, with the OC. And a lot of his strategy, um, you know, what to do on what down, um, you know, certain statistical evidence, uh, things of that nature. Uh, he was coordinating a lot of that, you know, h- how the system runs, how to get guys in different spots. Uh, you know, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, two absolute studs, as we've basically found out. They haven't slowed a bit in the NFL for the uh, for the Bengals and the Vikings, respectively. So this is a just another terrific hire, a great offensive mind. You fill him uh, right into the spot of QB coach, uh, which basically, um, you know, re- he, he replaces Ken Dorsey. That's essentially what we're looking at here. Uh, Ken Dorsey was uh, QB coach for the Bills in 2019 and 20, and then QB coach again in 2021. And then he had the same title as Brady at LSU called passing game coordinator, you know, obviously with a lot of his ideas implemented and all the rest, working closely with Brian Dable. Now it's just going to basically be Joe Brady in that gig and new ideas, I'm sure, you know, and, 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 and some fresh things, but also some old concepts that he learned, um, you know, at LSU and at, in New Orleans and to a degree Carolina, um, you know, and, and now you have an OC in Ken Dorsey who was promoted from that quarterback's coach job uh, who was on the precipice of being an OC, if not with Buffalo, then someone. And uh, the system, the thoughts, the process, the scheme, uh, all of it should stay pretty status quo with Dorsey's new thoughts and ideas in the new role. Because again, like I said, the new role presents, uh, presents new, you know, new, new role, new job presents, you know, fresh outlooks and fresh ideas and all that. So I just think the bills knocked it out of the park. And you know what? The final thing I'll say is this, 
there was some angst, right, in Western New York. Oh my gosh, here it is, Brian Dable, there we go, we knew something was going to happen. We're going to lose Dable and Frazier, what's going on here? Dable goes to the New York Giants. We know we knew pretty much that that ball would drop when Joe Shane got hired as GM. Dable goes to the Giants, and you're sitting here going, oh boy, I don't know, man. Um, I don't I don't know uh, who, who are we going to get. Uh, is, is Ken Dorsey going to get plucked with Brian Dable, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, and Shea Tierney, um, who was previously Buffalo's assistant quarterback coach, he also got plucked by the Giants as their quarterback's coach. So you're kind of sitting there going, holy cow, like the Bills thing is like quickly going downstate. Um, Joe Shane gone, Dable gone, Tierney gone. Oh my gosh, is Dorsey next? So now we fast forward to, to this current situation. Dorsey's staying and is promoted. And Joe Brady, one of the great offensive minds in football, has joined the staff as well. So uh, you've gone from panic to, uh, I think, feeling pretty good moving forward. Mike Lindsley with you here. Super excited to talk Buffalo Bills football with you, Bills Mafia, all a part of the Built in Buffalo podcast network. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at Built in Buffalo, and all over the social platforms, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you name it. You name it. And, uh, hey, you know, if you wanted to know about the podcast name, uh, you know, the pandemonium thing and all the rest, I wanted to do a little bit of a tribute type of a thing to Van Miller, who I loved listening to as a kid, uh, play-by-play man. You know, it's pandemonium, it's fandemonium, it's fantastic. And uh, his energy and and, and his delivery, uh, it just was so exciting, you know, during the 90s Super Bowl run, uh, you know, four straight AFC titles and all the rest. But Van Miller was such a part of the Bills fabric, and, and his legacy lives on forever. And I just wanted to do something that was tailored towards that because, frankly, there's so much Buffalo Bills content out there right now with podcasts and everything else um, that a lot of names are taken. I mean, my goodness, you go from, you know, this name to the next name to that, and you're like, what's left? What You know, what, what's left and, and or what hasn't been trademarked? So I thought it would just be kind of cool to – uh, do the pandemonium thing and kind of rope that in. So if you're an old school Buffalo Bills fan, hell, if you're a modern fan and you know the history, uh, you'll know how important Van Miller was to the Buffalo Bills. Important to people like me in media as well. Uh, helped set the standard, a total professional, and uh, still miss him to this day for sure. But uh, that's where the idea of the podcast came from. All right, that's the show. I will talk to you soon again. Again, expect a lot of huge guests on this program uh, targeting Eric Wood, Lorenzo Alexander, a bunch of big-time people who I've had on before around the NFL circles. And I'll be sharing some thoughts on the Buffalo Sabres uh, in the coming weeks as well. We're going to do one podcast of, of my mine uh, every week. It'll be uploaded on uh, Saturdays, mostly, maybe once in a while on a Friday, but, 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 but mostly on Saturdays. And uh, I just can't wait to get this thing rolling. I can't wait to have all of you listen. And please do hit me on Twitter as well, at Mike L Sports, and follow all of my videos and content on all the social media platforms as well. Go search Mike L Sports and ML Sports Platter. Super, super great to have Del Reed on from 26 Shirts Buffalo and the founder, co-founder of Bill's Mafia. And uh, once again, I'm Mike Lindsley, part of the Built in Buffalo podcast network. Thank you for listening. As I always tell you, enjoy the games.